everyone to the NTU Wellness Podcast. I'm your guide, Natasha, bringing you your weekly conversation around Ayurveda, yoga, and that beautiful intuitive wisdom within us. Welcome back, everyone. Good to have you here. All right. So today's episode, we're looking at heart health. And I'm just going to look at this from three different aspects, physical, emotional, and spiritual. So let's look first at our heart health, the desire of heart health for the physical. So this beautiful, precious heart organ is really the touchstone of our body temple. And it's with each beat that it pumps oxygen and nutrient-rich blood to all the tissues and to the other organs. It also helps and assists with picking up waste and carries it away. The beat of the heart sets up this electrical wave that really influences the rhythm of the many physiological, emotional, mental, and spiritual rhythms within us. When we look at this, the heart takes care of you. And in turn, we need to give a little love and care for our heart. According to the Centers of Disease Control, Heart disease is the leading cause of death for men and women. High blood pressure, excessive LDL cholesterol, and smoking are these key factors to heart disease risk. And then the next point here is medical conditions and lifestyle can also put people at risk. And this includes diabetes, being overweight, poor diet, physical inactivity, and also excessive alcohol use. So let's look at this from an Ayurvedic perspective. The most critical factor for heart disease is ALMA or the toxins, and these are collected in the blood vessels, tissues, and organs. These excessive toxins or the excessive ALMA in the body makes your heart have to work harder. And diet is one of the primary culprits to this. Along with the Western's culture emphasis on consumerism and this disconnection to nature and living a fast-paced life has its tolls on our health, not only physically, but mentally, emotionally, and also spiritually. You may not actually be dealing with all of these things or plagued by all these issues, but it can be difficult to avoid them all. From that Ayurvedic lens, when we look at um, Ayurvedic diet, adding in moderate exercise, having a sense of meaning in life, having that purpose, and really establishing and valuing the relationships in our lives, these can be things that, once again, nurture and nourish us, build us up. When we look at that Ayurvedic diet, really the key here is eating seasonal, eating those things that nature already provides. These are things that are going to keep more harmony within our bodies. Those other things which I've talked about before is when we're eating, what time are we eating our most substantial meal, if we can do this at noon when the sun is at its peak, our digestion's at its peak. The other factor here is not eating late at night so that we give plenty of time for the digestion 
to do its job before we try to fall asleep, as sleep is important to us getting enough rejuvenation for the body to rebuild itself and to give it this time to nurture and nourish itself fully. Other things that help us build a healthy heart is meditation and prayer, as these all lead to, once again, building us up from this place of contentment, fulfillment, and this place of nurturing ourselves. All right, so what's an Ayurvedic action that we can take here? Copper, drinking from a copper vessel, whether it's a mug, a water jug, this can have great effects on our health. And I'm going to go into the reason why. Arterial plaque is this alma. It's that toxic matter that collects in the blood vessels. When we have a proper diet, this can help decrease alma or those toxins. Now, with an Ayurveda, there is the suggestion that placing water in a copper cup can be one of these things that we can do to help build ourselves up and nurture ourselves by drinking this water first thing in the morning. The way copper works is it helps to cleanse and iodize the water. So it now becomes this antioxidant and this water can be more easily absorbed, especially if we're drinking water from bottles or from the tap where there may be more toxins. When water is drank from the tap and it's gone through special treatments, what happens is a lot of those trace minerals are removed along with the vitality within the water. When we're drinking water from this copper vessel, the copper water helps to balance all three doshas and it helps to support digestion. So here are a few more points about drinking water from that copper vessel. First is it stimulates the brain function. It also boosts bone strength. It helps to regulate functioning of the thyroid gland. It combats arthritis and joint pain. It helps to boost our skin health, regulate body fat, improve fertility, it slows down the aging process, and also improves cardiovascular health. And, and finally, it also acts as an anti-cardiogen. All right, so we looked at the physical sense of all this. So let's look at this heart health from an emotional standpoint. The heart is this physical organ, and it also experiences the seat of emotions within it. We've all heard of this connection between the head and the heart. Well, the heart itself also holds this place for the emotions. You want to experience emotions daily. And this is going to go in a flux of what emotions we may be going through. It's not that we want to stuff these emotions, deny them, or really truly get to a point where we're fixated on them. We do, however, want to respect them, identify with them. And when we can take this time to give them a little bit of respect and time, it allows us to get into the sense of what may be going on. The other thing here is we just want to make sure that we avoid dwelling on them. The emotions like thoughts need to pass through the body. Keeping them within our body 
only allows them to become stagnated and be stored. And when anything gets stored or stagnated and not moved through, this can be where a cause of disharmony or disease can happen in the body. There needs to be this balance within the emotions. We tend to want to label them good or bad, but every emotion has its purpose in maybe guiding us to get to a better place. And that's the most important thing. I'm not sure how many of the listeners here have heard of the emotional guidance system from Esther Hicks and Abraham Hicks, but it starts from this place where those emotions are maybe less desirable in the sense that there's that frustration, pain, suffering, anger. But as you go up the emotional guidance system, it goes up to those places of joy and bliss and pleasure and all those other good feeling emotions. And again, I'm labeling things here. However, these emotions give us that contrast of what it may feel like from that place of anger, which we can go then up to frustration, which might be a slight degree better or impatience and go up and up and up that guidance system. And this allows us and guides us to looking for a place that we may want to reach for or to slowly guide ourselves up. There is a sense that it's almost like this craft or this art when we're dealing with the emotions. When it comes to the mental and emotional balance, it's similar along with that physical strength. It's part of keeping our heart toned. To have a healthy heart, we need to also have a happy heart. So cultivating joy and love and bliss is really one of the best tonics we can give to our heart. What I would mention here is rather than using force or willpower or even this discipline, we can look at ways that we can feel better without feeling deprived or feeling punished through these emotions. Ways that we can engage ourselves is looking back at our lifestyle. What changes do we want to possibly promote into bring more well-being, whether it's a yoga practice, a meditation practice, uh, walking outside in nature, connecting with nature. These can be all things that promote this emotional well-being as well as physical well-being. And then when we go back to an Ayurvedic diet, this is really this foundational place of nourishing this lightness. Also giving us more of the sense of delighting the emotions. As it takes energy to be sad or disappointed or depressed, it also takes a certain amount of energy to feel happy or to bring in that happiness. Energy is always going to be passing through. If you want to think of this energy as prana or chi, energy needs to move through the body. That is what it does. Prana needs to flow. If it doesn't, then once again, stagnation occurs. And as I had mentioned, imbalances, disharmony, disease can happen. So it's all about moving 
this flow of energy through the body. And that goes the same for those emotional pieces as the emotions carry energy as well. When we come back to this point of the emotions and bringing this within this physical sense of our being, when our heart can circulate nutrient-rich blood, you reduce the physical, emotional, and spiritual density and are lifted to radiate from this heart locus in this enjoyment of these daily pleasures of life. Hopefully that made some sense there. All right, so let's look at an Ayurvedic action, something that helps to strengthen your physical and emotional heart. So one of those things that I already mentioned is making sure that we're moving that prana energy, we're moving the chi through our body. We can also look at ways that we can support ourselves, whether it's through prayer, reaching out and having a support system, maybe it's therapy, or just having someone to talk to. These can be things that can really help, once again, to nurture and nourish us, build ourselves up, and to help make us feel not only supported, but help us feel like we are to help us give us courage, to give us strength, and to help inspire us throughout the day. All right. All right. So the last piece I'd like to look around is the heart health of that spiritual realm. As I mentioned, the heart is the seat of consciousness. It's the seat of the prana life force. And also the bata strotas or those energy channels Prana synchronizes with the rhythm of the heartbeat. So along with the pace and the nature of your breathing, the heart connects with this. The heart represents the lotus. This is where the soul resides within the heart. And when we look at the heart, it's really this jewel of the soul. When your heart is healthy and happy, the heart lotus receives source light and it just wants to radiate and shine out into the world. Back on that physical sense, the heart draws and supplies blood to the whole body, which invites this sense of interdependency and this integration with the whole body. The heart is in service of us on this whole level. And this is not just literally, but also symbolically as well. You can take this as when you're drawn to another person, you can think of this connection, this heart connection with them. And when we look at this through the lens of Ayurveda, Ayurveda views the heart as this energetic center. It's this physical energy of needed to be, physical energy is needed for all the body functions. When we look at the heart chakra, it is also the seat of the subtle energies. And it's said that those who trace the evolution of consciousness say that we are entering a time of full development of our love capacities, and that there's this opening more deeply of the heart chakra. And within this time, we can also look at that Things are coming up. There's more darkness that is being shed. 
and or being drawn to the light. And this is being revealed through this purification that's happening, that this clarity is bringing, is being brought to the surface for us to acknowledge and to be able to move through. And yes, this can be tough to go through, but it's this process that forms this individual growth, this place of transformation and transmutation to can happen. And as I've mentioned within Ayurveda many times that the key to heart health is harmony and balance, keeping this place of balance. When our consciousness is in this place of balance, when our body, mind, and senses can come to identify with this unified field of energy. And this is where we can become more radiant, more juicy, and able to shine forth the light for ourselves and others. Already another Ayurvedic action. And this is a fun one. This is take a vacation with some novelty. Everyone, we all need to get away from things sometimes. So plan a time getaway. Get away from work. Get away from home tasks. Novelty is a key for joy. And travel is one of those things that invites fresh experiences, adventure, and has this positive effect on our sense of self and the importance of relationships. And this can be even just a weekend away. It can be something that gives you this big boost. It can be that boost that's enough to rejuvenate you, to give you this sense of being refreshed and ready to go back. What do you do if you can't get away to someplace new? Maybe try a staycation. Spend a weekend just going to places and doing things you've always wanted to do right where you live. Remember, the key here is novelty. Okay, there you have it. Some information on how we can look at heart health from more than just the physical level on the physical plane, but also look at it from some different aspects, some different perspectives. Now it's your job to go out there and really start treating yourself with kindness and respect and just realize how amazingly awesome you truly are. All right, if I've stirred up your curiosity and you would like to learn more about Ayurveda and how to bring diet, lifestyle, practices that are going to nurture, nourish you, build you up, allow you to be radiant and juicy in all your glory, then check out my website at www. Ayurvedic Wellness by Natasha.com. I have some great things out right now. Right now is a great time for an Ayurvedic cleanse. And we talked about toxins today. We talked about Alma. Now, my cleanse boot camp really goes into how we can reset the digestion and make space for things to clear out, not only physically, but I'm also talking on that emotional, on the mental, so those thoughts, and on a spiritual level. There's within the program, I have two offers right now available, whether it's the simple, very basic plan, which gives you the protocol 
gives you some journal prompts and gives you the plan on how to move forward, whether it's just a one day digestive reset to a three or five or seven day deeper digestive reset and cleanse. And the best part about it is you actually get to eat food. And then I have the more in-depth practices and protocol of the cleanse boot camp. And within that, there are movement practices, meditations, there is daily practices that you can do to help move those toxins and almost throughout the body to eliminate them so that you can start with a so you can start from this place of renewal and rejuvenation, not only for the digestive system, but for your whole body, mind, emotions, and spirit. Once again, you can find my Cleanse Bootcamp on my website. Check it out. If you have any questions, please reach out for a clarity call, for a free clarity call, and we can connect. And then lastly, I just want to mention my workout library, which I am very pleased to announce that I'm adding meditations in there now as well as part of the practices. So whether it's yoga you're looking for, whether it's more of that strength training and fitness, whether it's meditations, maybe it's more of this connecting with self on a more spiritual level, that's in there too. So it's a well-rounded program on a monthly basis, new workouts, new practices coming every month. And as I mentioned, meditations are now available in there as well. And that is a monthly membership. So go ahead and check these out once again on my website. And with that, I'm going to wish you an amazingly awesome day. Remember that you can always create better health. And this allows us to open this door of remembrance of self-healing. And with that, go out there and be your unique and fabulous self. Thanks for joining me. See you next week.